0: I used to think that this was my town, what a stupid thing to think, I hear you biting off a brain now, I myself am on the brain, I used to want to be a real man.
1: Hello Three Swings listeners, this is Rhea Butcher, I am your host, Rhea Butcher, I said that out of order, been dealing with some out of order words these days. Welcome to the show, this is a podcast kind of about baseball, but if you've been listening you know that. This would be a weird place to jump in. I feel like episode, what is this, six? Seven? I don't know. I am on tour. Today is April Fools and Easter, which is real interesting. Because I don't care about either of those things. <laughs> I mean, no offense if you do. I just don't. So, what a weird Sunday. Um, I just did a show in Lancaster, Pennsylvania last night. If you're listening to this when it just came out, this has been days ago, but it just happened to me. So t- the time travel of podcasting. It's a great show. Thanks to everybody that came out. I had a lot of fun talking to y'all and saying hello afterwards. And uh, the day before that was in Baltimore. That was a really great show. Thanks to everybody that came out. Thanks again for the lady that couldn't stop laughing, who almost Peter Pants. <laughs> Thank you for that, because that made my night. Um, shout out to the Creative Alliance. That's a great, really great room. So I've been in some baseball cities. I got into Baltimore right when Adam Jones hit his walk-off home run pretty much. So I got to see all the sort of rowdy Baltimoreans. I don't know what you say in your city. Sorry. Um, Didn't get to see any baseball. Did watch I mean, in terms of, like, actually watching it when it's actually happening during opening day. But I did get home in time to catch the Cleveland-Seattle game, which was not super exciting of a game. But we'll get into that later with uh, my wonderful guest. Um, Later on the podcast, um, former Los Angeles, now Baltimore comedian, actor, writer, baseball-slash-sports fan, Eric DeDorian is with me. He was a uh, raised Dodgers fan. We get into it. Dual sportsdom. Or dual fandom, I mean. I think you'll like the conversation. It's real fun. For now, I don't really have any notes. I really just wanted to talk about opening day. Um, I was following opening day pretty much from my phone on an airplane. Which is essentially how I was following the World Series. So I feel like these next couple of episodes... uh, If you liked likely mad as hell. Um, It's going to have that flavor, again, of me sort of deliriously telling you what I'm thinking about. Um, And for some of you, you really like that. And for the rest of you that didn't listen to that, welcome. I hope you enjoy it. Um, I've I've talked a lot about playing fantasy baseball on here. I think I had an aneurysm when I did my draft, um, or something happened, or I did what I usually do, which is I set myself up for failure, and then I, like, an upwards climb out of it. Um, I drafted so poorly, and I was in third. I don't know what I was doing. I basically allowed one other person to draft five aces. (laughs) Like, it just, I just messed up. My friend a a long time ago was like, don't draft pitchers. And, like, for some reason I thought of that all of a sudden. Well, it's bad advice, and there's always next year, so we'll see. If if I am able to make this work, I have zero aces. Zero. None. I don't have a single starting pitch, like, first game head of the rotation. I have zero. None. <laughs> None whatsoever. Um, I have one closer, and I have Joey Votto, who I think is going to have a terrible year. <laughs> so... Whatever. I I did one of those, like, I guess it's a rotisserie league. I don't know what these things are called, the ones that are, like, stats-based, because I was like, I'll just do this for fun and see how it goes. And I drafted that one very well, and then I somehow drafted the other one that I really needed to actually draft well, very poorly. Um, I was hoping for Jose Quintana to come out of the gate pretty strong, and it looks like he's not going to. or already gave up five runs. (laughs) So that didn't help at all. So my last hope is Trevor Bauer. (laughs) Um, yeah, I also got so many back end rotation guys that nobody is pitching during the short week. So up until two days ago, I had 20 points, <laughs> so I'm doing really well. Um, but if I can make this work and not continually get scooped, I try to get Davidson, but someone already, I mean, I was just behind them in the waiver or- order. So you understand the worst should just be able to grab people when you want to grab people. The waiver wire is bullshit. It's impressive. I don't like it. Except for when it helps me. Um, so yeah, so opening day, I really was only just getting the updates and videos worked on my Southwest flight. Yes, it was a Southwest flight, so the struggle is real. Uh, there was a woman behind me, and I just have to share this because, like, holy crap, she was sitting behind me and she had two dogs, like, under the seat. They didn't have carriers or anything, which I guess, you know, that's they're just, like, emotional support dogs or whatever, but... She was one of those people that was like scream talking the entire time. I mean, she wasn't screaming. It's just that her level of talking was not suitable for an airplane. I don't understand how people, I know I can be loud, but that's usually when I'm on my phone and I don't get on my phone on an airplane and we can all be loud and stuff, but like she was talking for a long time and she was legit screaming. If I was in a cartoon, my hair would have been blowing forward. You know what I mean? And so she starts talking to this dude in the row and he's got his like teenage son. So this is the age difference. She's like probably 26 or something. He starts asking her about raising dogs because they just got a puppy. And she's like, you know, here's the thing. They say don't do this, but it really works. You know, whenever they do something bad, I just hit them. And I was like, "Ah!" and then she kept going with it. She was like, I just spank them. You know, I mean, puppies are just like babies. And it was all I could do to flip around in my seat, pick up the seat and hit her over the head with my actual airplane seat. I debated an entire five-hour flight getting up and going and kneeling down next to the guy and saying, don't hit your puppy. Do not listen to this person. She's out of her mind. Um, she also didn't have any bags. She flew from Los Angeles to Baltimore with two dogs and no bags. And I know she didn't have any bags because I w- checked bags. I waited at the luggage pickup, at at baggage claim. I waited for my bags, and I watched her walk by, and she had no bags. She also didn't take her dogs outside. So, she's a, a terrible dog owner. And if she listens to this podcast, you're a terrible dog owner. I mean, part of the problem is she was telling the entire story of literally everything. She also just wouldn't shut the hell up. And both of her dogs were, quote, rescues that she got off the street. So no one ever, like, made sure she was doing anything right, because she's just flying by the seat of her pants. The end of the conversation, and this will be the last thing I say about it, because this is not baseball related, but I just had to share it. The other thing, at the end of the flight, after they'd all like taken a nap and then woken up, she was like, So has your dog like started to like pit you guys against each other? And I was like, what how dogs dogs can't Dogs can't pit two people against each other. They don't have that complex of a thought process. They just go to a person and are like, will you play with me? That's it. They don't understand. They couldn't possibly. And she went through this whole thing about how her dog like really likes her mom. And that's like trying to get in between her and her mom. (laughs) Like this person should not have dogs. I wish I could take her dogs away from her and just have dogs on tour with me. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry for those dogs. She also said they ran away, which is like I think they're trying to tell you something. <laughs> anyway. So that was my flight. I caught up on some of the games. I saw the home runs. Happy for, for Jean for John Carlo. Happy for Giancarlo. Um I'm curious to see what Aaron Judge's season is like. Shout out to Craig. Calcatera, Calcara, cababah, I don't know, I'm just reading it. So I don't ever know how stuff's pronounced. There's a great, I've quoted this podcast before, there's a great uh, Cocaine and Rhinestones episode, uh, I think it was a, I, the Tom T. Hall episode, where <laughs> the host, Tyler Mahanko, goes through this whole thing about like, if I pronounce something wrong, it's not because I don't care, it's because I've only ever read it so I'm just repeating what he said. I'm not doing it on purpose. I'm not being ignorant. I just didn't know. <laughs> anyway, he had a great rundown last year. See if you can dig it up. His, like, uh, you know, thoughts on how the home run derby was going to go. And he essentially called the entire thing. That Aaron Judge would win. Giancarlo would hit more home runs during the season. Then Giancarlo would just come back to his full stature and be way better than Aaron Judge. And it's like, exactly happened. He was 100% right. He knows a lot about baseball. Uh, It's been pretty great. Fast forward, Yankees. um, Yankees, Toronto. Now, I'll preface this with the fact that a player that's involved in this play, I will, I'm going to talk about the play, and then I'm going to talk about his issues. So Toronto... In New York, Kevin Pillar gets to first base. He then steals second base on... Kevin Pillar is a center fielder for the Toronto Blue Jays, which is an American League team. They're playing the New York Yankees, which are an American League team. Kevin Pillar gets on first. Dylan Betances, a relief pitcher for the New York Yankees, is on the mound. Kevin Pillar steals second. He then steals third. He then steals home. And he, like, straight up stole home. That was a, he didn't even slide. He was up. That's hard to steal home. I mean, if you're not, if you, if you're somebody that listens to this podcast because you're like not a baseball fan, you just want to listen to this podcast. Number one, thank you. I wish I could get inside your brain and understand why you're doing that <laughs> because I'm really talking about baseball. I guess I talk about other stuff. So I guess, I guess I could see. I mean, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I'm just saying like, Wow, you're dedicated to listening to me talk for like an hour, which is pretty cool. And I am, you know, legitimately, (laughs) I can't think of any words. I can just think of sounds. Uh, I keep wanting to say embarrassed, and that's not the word. Impressed, that's not the word either. It'll come to me at the end of the podcast. Anyway, if you're someone who's a casual baseball fan or somebody who's not really a baseball fan but is willing to see something interesting, I highly recommend looking at a highlight of that because, like, it's very hard to steal home. And he just did it, and it was bonkers. (laughs) Um, Now to get into the problematic part. Kevin Pillar, last season, um, he, while on the field used a homophobic slur, and it's the most popular one. It's the F-bomb. Whenever you hear me on this podcast saying F-bomb or F-word, I don't... I mean the gay slur. <laughs> I try not to use uh, too many curse words on this show, because I personally don't like to hear curse words when I'm listening to a podcast. It's not like a stand-up po- comedy podcast. Um, so I try not to use them, but, um, so when I'm talking about F-bombs, that's what I mean. So that's going to be the code for the rest of the season, because I don't like to use the word, um, because number one, I don't like the word. I don't like it when people use it, so why would I use it? Because you know what I mean. You, you don't need to hear it again. You didn't want to hear the guy say it to begin with, so why would you want to hear it again? That's the way I think about it, you know? If you use it interpersonally with your friends and you have an understanding and stuff, you do what you want to do, but this is how I carry out my life. I don't use it interpersonally. I think it's a word that a lot of people have heard in really bad situations, so I don't need to evoke that again. Which brings me to the point and the reason why people are like, stop using that word. Or words that are those things. I mean, it's wild to me that people will fight you about words and stuff, but then they're the same people that say the word n-word, which they should. Because clearly... They have a line. So you understand that sometimes there's a line. And so, yeah, I'm sorry that you just love this word so much that you want to be able to say it still, but guess what? It's not the same thing, but it's in the same territory, which is behind that line that you made for yourself with the N-word, as you should. I don't understand why people can't understand that and have like, the empathy or understanding to get why people wouldn't want to hear that. It's not just because we're like, we want people to feel oppressed. It's because people have been oppressed by that language and killed by that language. It's not something that's just like, eh, we don't want you to say it. It's like, it's just not cool, man. And plus there's a ton of other stuff you can say to people in the heat of the moment. Anyway, getting back to baseball. So he uses, and he uses the full blown word, not the shortened one. And so it was a very big deal, as it should be, that he used it. These games are televised. You can see what they're saying. It's We have HD for crying out loud these days. And so he uses this word. People, you know, the internet blows up. People are super upset. And then he gets a suspension and he gets a fine. And I think he had to do, like, some community service type stuff or something. But he also did apologize like, he did say, I understand, to some effect, he did say, I understand what I did. Uh, And I think he maybe used that sort of, I'm sorry if you were offended, which, that kind of feeling, that can kind of go either way for me. Like, sometimes people mean that genuinely, and sometimes people use it like, sorry if you were offended, and it's hard to tell when you're reading what somebody wrote, as opposed to the tone of their voice and stuff, which is why... I try to never say that because it's confusing without tone. So he kind of was like, eh, 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 and was saying, you know, there's no place for that, which is good. Ultimately in the framework of major league baseball and professional sports that are men's professional sports. I think that we do have to reward good behavior because if we don't ever re- reward, good behavior, we're never going to get good behavior, you know what I mean? And it feels sometimes to some people like we're selling out and, like, bending to something, but it's actually, like, if we're requiring people to apologize, then when people genuinely try to apologize, we have to take those apologies. And we can continue to work, and we can point to, well, you know, you could do this a little bit better. I know it sounds like I'm being the establishment or whatever, but I'm actually saying, like, at some point, if somebody does something wrong... And then they apologize for it. And they do it in a way that isn't meant to be to just be like, I don't want to be responsible for this. Sorry, you're mad. If they're genuinely saying I shouldn't have said this, and I understand why, then I think we kind of owe it to the situation to say like, thank you for doing this. This is good. Am I like a huge Kevin Pillar fan now? Absolutely not. But what he did do is allow me to then be able to see him stealing home and enjoy it a little bit as opposed to hating the guy, you know, or disliking the guy or holding a grudge or whatever you want to call it. I try not to hate anybody. Cause like my grandmother would always say hates a strong word. How about you say dislike with a passion? So I try to stick with that, you know? Um, so long story short, that's a great play. Um, let's see what other highlights do I have from watching? Cause I really didn't get to see much. Um the Dodgers didn't score any runs for two games which you know bodes well I think for a baseball season. <laughs> um no production that that isn't what got them in trouble last year. Um kind of kind of worrisome. I mean definitely the the loss of Justin Turner in the clubhouse at the opening season may, gives it a completely different feel on field and I think that's a little bit part of it. Um I do also think I think after even just these Short amount of games. Well, the Nationals, I think, are are going to, the projections are going to be dead on. If Scherzer and uh, Strasburg stay healthy, Strasburg stay healthy, then they're going to win. And then I think they have a real good chance of finally reaching the World Series this year. Do I think they would win it? Not sure. But if all those dudes stay healthy, I mean, Adam Eaton is tearing it up. Adam Eaton, center fielder. Uh, for the Washington Nationals. um, Strasburg and Scherzer are both uh, starting pitchers. That's the top of their rotation. I mean, they're just like... They're just nuts. And they don't even have Daniel Murphy, who is someone I can't stand. I dislike him with a passion. Uh, he's a person that a couple years ago, when Billy Bean was named the, like, diversity operations or whatever, which was essentially like, we want uh, our gay players to come out initiative. Um, he got real upset by that, real threatened. He felt real scared. And at the time, he was playing second base for the New York Mets and was hitting, like, every at-bat. Like, he just was getting tons of hits and just, like, blowing everybody out of the water. People were losing their minds over the guy. Side note, I find this very interesting. Uh, At the time when he was hitting, like, the monster that he was um, and the monster that he is, uh, The reason he was hitting so well is that Dusty Baker and their hitting coach did a batting practice with him that they used to do with Barry Bonds, which is they would get a bucket of golf balls and write uh numbers on them like one through 10. And then they would pitch him the golf balls. And before they pitched the golf ball, they would say even and throw the ball. And so he had to track on a golf ball sized gol- ball if it was an even or an odd number and if it was an even he would hit it and if it was an odd he would lay off so that's how like precise his batting approach was he had trimmed it down to a golf ball size and he could read the number on the ball and so he was just seeing pitches like in baseball they talk about this a lot your ability to see the ball like the mechanics that Baseball players are using in their brains and their bodies to hit a baseball is so bonkers that they are just like, it's a machine, but also not. It's fascinating to me. Um, And so he was just like tuned in. He's since sort of lost it. But anyway, that season when the Mets made their playoff run, he was in a lot of like pressers afterwards and he would just start talking about gay people, and how he, like, and specifically, gay people, because, and I say that because, like, it was very much this, like, gay marriage, gay, 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 kind of, like, gay is wrong, or whatever, because it's so, sort of, like, it's so backwards, it's not even updated, (laughs) you know what I mean, to, like, include everybody. (laughs) Uh, But I guess that would be a sad day when people who, like, are homophobic are like, I just hate all LGBTQ people. (laughs) I guess that would be a bad day if they start updating their phrases, so... In some ways, I'm grateful. Um, but anyway, he was just saying that he, like, he does, you know, of course, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't hate anyone, but he just disagrees with the lifestyle, which is like, come on, man, How what? And people weren't even asking him questions. He was just, like, volunteering this information. And, like, his teammates were like, shut up. <laughs> it's, like, ruining their chances at the playoffs by, like, running his mouth constantly. And he's also one of those guys who, like, the way he would say, my son, was always so just, like, deeply troubling to me because it's like, so, so over the top. Like, my son! Like, come on. Anyway, um, that's why I couldn't root for the Mets in 2015 and I was happy when the Kansas City Royals won. Sorry to good Mets fans out there. I just, you got some bad ones on there. You had Daniel Murphy, you got uh, Familia, You get Jose Riz. I mean, it's just not good. Um, let's see. Opening day was fun. I'm glad everyone's into baseball. It seems like everyone is so much more into baseball now, so I feel like my job is done. I got everyone more into baseball than they were before. So, hey, MLB, just let me know uh, when those checks are going to get here. You're welcome. Um... Before I go, and uh, we sort of segue into the interview with the lovely Eric DeDorian, I will say before, uh, one last thing that's not baseball related. There's been a lot of conversation on Twitter, um, and it's probably just my Twitter, but about like UConn, women's sports, NCAA stuff. If you haven't watched the UConn-Notre Dame game, number one, watch that game. If you've got time to watch a whole basketball game, watch the whole basketball game. If you don't have time, then just watch, like, the last five minutes of that game. It is a super exciting basketball game. Uh, and I'm not out here standing for Notre Dame. Somebody got mad at me on Twitter and literally unfollowed me because I complimented one of the Notre Dame players' shots. Like, I'm not... I went there, and I dropped out. I don't like it. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to, like, be stoked about these women playing basketball really well. Um... So watch that and then tell me that women's basketball is boring because it's not. And number 2, all these people that are saying like Yukon is bad for basketball. Number 1, they're just saying that because they're ignorant of how everything is going. Number 1, number 2, Yukon has made women's basketball better because everybody wants to beat them. And so they've raised the bar. And number 3, it's just it's just a convenient way of saying I'm scared that women might be better than me at something. So every time you're on the internet and somebody says, "Mm, this isn't good. This is bad. Mm, This is stupid. This doesn't do anything specifically about women's sports or, uh, you know, like women, trans non-binary sports. uh, Whenever somebody says some flippant thing like that, just tell yourself in your brain it's because they're scared. Because they're scared of somebody being better than them. Who's not like them. Because what does it make you if somebody that's not like you is better than you at something? I think that's ultimately what keeps each, keeps us from playing with each other. Because I've been playing baseball with dudes. And even just this recent summer when we or winter, we've been like practicing together. And I talked about this with Alice Wetterland on the last podcast. But I just wanted to mention it again because I've been thinking about it. Which is like some of these guys like they were very competitive and it was hard to tell if they were being competitive with me because we were just on op- opposing teams or if it was because I was you know a woman slash non-binary to them and it's honestly hard to tell sometimes but going to practices and playing on the same team has actually like lessened that and now I know like n- with not all of them it's, it's more so that we were in op- competition with each other but you don't always know and it's hard to tell and sometimes it changes sometimes it's because we're in competition and sometimes it's not but i do think that playing on the same side of something actually lessens that and it reminds me of something that i was taught in chicago when i rode my bike to and from work in chicago every day in chicago every day uh so when you're a cyclist and you ride every day, like you do have to take precautions and stuff. If you want to do it in a way that's like fast, you know, that's not like a cruiser bike or whatever. No judgment. I just mean I was into it. Um, You know, like most drivers are pretty aware. Some of them got really angry that you were even there. I think because they were jealous that you got everywhere faster and they just didn't like it. And it's also kind of that like uh, conservative wagging a fist at like a hippie or whatever. It's just like that kind of a dynamic. So I used to be on like these bike blogs and one of the things that the bike blog would tell you is if you're at an intersection and it seems like someone's going to like make a left turn in front of you or do do a bad you know like a bad maneuver that might put you in danger the best thing to do as a cyclist is to try to make eye contact with them because if they make eye contact with you then they have to admit that you're a human being (laughs) and they'll be less likely to put you in danger and so I think about that all the time. Like a lot of this is that a lot of exclusion is not wanting to see each other as human beings. And if you are forced to see somebody else as a human being, then you, you're you going to feel bad about leaving them out. And so I just want everybody to think about that because the thing is, unfortunately, we all do it. We all do it, even the best, even the best of us, because privilege is very real. All of these things are very real, but... We're all human beings and we all have blind spots. It's like George McFly says, never used to have blind spots when I would drive it. Everybody's got a blind spot. Everybody's got a vulnerability of misunderstanding or just not knowing. And that doesn't make you a bad person. It just means when you get called on it or somebody points it out, that it's your job to go, I'm angry and then go, I don't need to be angry. I'm just going to listen And I'm going to look in this person's eyes and they're a human being and they can't hurt me and I'm not going to hurt them. And that's all we have to do. It's just that tiny amount of waiting out, that fear response that we all get when we feel mad, when we feel called out, called to the carpet. That's it. That's all you got to do. So anyway, (laughs) this has been Three Swings Self-Help with Rhea Butcher. Uh, We will be right back with an interview with Eric Dorian right after this. Update, I recorded this podcast episode right before I went to do my show in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, which was wonderful. Bethlehem, you were wonderful. Thank you so much. Lancaster, you were wonderful. Baltimore, you're wonderful. I'm going to Brooklyn right now. I got to watch three quarters of the Mississippi State-Notre Dame game, and so I missed the bonkersness that was the fourth quarter because I was on stage doing my job. But I did get to go back and watch it. Heartbreaking for Mississippi State. Um, I liked a lot of those players on there, especially Rashonda Johnson. Check out her story. She had a child during school and only took like six weeks off and then came back to it and was juggling college basketball and raising a child, and she's kicking ass at it. And it's just wonderful to see stories like that. That's why I love women's basketball so much, and women's sports so much. And I tweeted, like, don't tell me how boring women's basketball is again. And of course, somebody had to do it. (laughs) But I'm not going to pay attention to those idiots. Because they'll always be like that. So, let's keep supporting women's sports, period. Cool. Also, Cincinnati! I am going to be performing for you on the 5th. I'll be at the Woodward Theater with my pal Goodrich Gavart opening up for me. We started comedy together on the very same night. So, it's a fun show to come by and see. I think you should definitely come. Sean Doolittle of the Washington Nationals definitely thinks you should come to the show. If you guys come to the show, we sell out these tickets. He's going to eat some Skyline Chili on his Facebook Live. Thanks to Aaron Dolan, his partner, who's... He's her partner for suggesting that little fun thing for happening. So please, let's make that happen. I want to see Sean eat some Skyline chili on his Facebook feed. Oh, and just one more thing I wanted to add, because this is a baseball-related podcast, a baseball thing that I forgot to mention, something kind of bonkers from the opening weekend, was Gabe Kepler, general not ma, general manager, manager, I was correct the first time, I'm on the road, my brain barely works right now, <laughs> Gabe Kepler, manager of the Phillies, completely mismanaged uh, his pitching staff in the first game. Um, Aaron Nola, his starting pitcher, an ace in the making. Everyone's saying um, he only pitched five and a third innings and they went to replace him and the pitcher, relief pitcher hadn't even warmed up yet. And so the Braves, or whoop, whoop, so Atlanta got very upset about it. Uh, reasonably so, because the umpire wanted to give the relief pitcher some time to warm up his arm so he didn't get hurt. And then the Atlanta manager got kicked out! Um, So anybody that's not aware of that whole process, essentially, so starting pitchers is exactly that. They start the game. Typically you want to get six innings out of a pitcher. Um, That's a quality start. And it's the beginning of the season. Seems like League-wide, everyone's going very short on their starting pitchers to start out, which is understandable, but also five and a third is not that long. And Nola was kind of cruising, so they were winning the game. Um, And then also, when you're deciding, okay, I'm going to maybe take out my starting pitcher now, you get the replacements up in the bullpen, and they start warming up their arms, because you can't just go from being sitting on a bench to throwing... 80 miles an hour, (laughs) without warming up your arm, you can seriously injure yourself, like ruin your career, injure yourself. And so um, in terms of all this conversation around the Phillies kind of going for it, this is a problem that they have to fix immediately. Um, I feel bad because it's like the pieces are there, but the person managing the pieces is putting them all in the wrong places. So anyway, just wanted to add that on there. We'll be right back with an interview with Eric Dorian right after this. I'm super excited about this uh, next guest. One of an earl- one of my early friends in Los Angeles when I first moved there, a comedian and host. Of Groomzilla's, also on the Forever Dog Network. Eric DeDorian, thanks so much for being on the show.
0: Rhea, that was such a good introduction. You're a pro. <laughs> That's so sweet.
1: I'm, you know, doing my job. Yeah, trying really to be good. At Here's some water. Look I need at it. that. I need it. Um, we're currently in Baltimore, mm. um, which is a city that you, like, just moved to, I essentially. I mean, it's been a minute.
0: Um, well, I'm trying to, like, root down here and, like, you know... set some roots i already said that part (laughs) um so it takes a while to like but i've been here for like a year and a half now almost going to two years in october
1: interesting Mm -hmm. so how's that been the move from los angeles to baltimore you couldn't get further away from each other really
0: um well it sucked for (laughs) career wise it sucked but in every other way it's been really really great
1: don't you hate when that happens yeah when like one way it's awful and then everything else is better
0: it's kind of just only like the one way of the creative thing it's like um you know it sucks that i'm i was like when we moved i was like on the precipice of like just starting to get like acting stuff that actually started to pay right um which was i was like really banking on uh money wise i don't have to work in restaurants anymore um so in that way it sucks but in like Creatively, like writing stuff, like having more fun doing comedy and stuff. It's been like great because it's, I just I just got so run down with like the social part of LA.
1: The social part being that there isn't one that it's too intense that That it's
0: that it's so tied in with your job with yeah with comedy and stuff yeah and it was like it was exhausting for you know. The doofus that I am, like, it's exhausting <laughs> being that, like, on all the time.
1: Oh, totally. Yeah.
0: And here I get to, like, slow down and, like, really focus in on, like, cl- I'm trying to, like, just climb inside my brain and be like, what can I... what, right, what Like, what just can be a little yeah. bit? Yeah. And just be and, like... yeah, Because, um, I
1: mean, people talk yeah. all the time about Los Angeles being this, like, very shallow place where everybody's fake and stuff. And yeah. I don't know that I necessarily think that. I mean, I think there's a lot of people, and then the... If you're in the entertainment industry, it feels very fake because right. you're not actually right. like uh no one's manufacturing a thing you can hand to somebody yeah. and be like I created this. Yeah. Like you're being creative and making a thing and many people are manufacturing things to build that yeah. thing to happen and many people are working on it, but it's such a um you know, just like sort of ethereal kind of a thing that yeah. it, it does feel super shallow like that. But
0: but at the same time everybody goes to the fucking movies. Everybody yeah. watches movies yeah. and like yeah. that shit doesn't grow on trees. Like right. people no, work on yeah. the on TV shows. There are electricians, yeah. there
1: are fire people, yeah. there are stunt court. there's uh, And there's actors, like first aid people. Yeah. 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 Um it's interesting to me that like I think the Cynthia Nixon conversation mm. is really uh and we will get into baseball I promise. Yeah. <laughs> but we're friends and we like to talk yeah. about things. Um uh, is a really interesting conversation because so many people are like uh, no, Donald Trump ruined. You know, no, no actors, no this, no, no that. novelty. And I'm like, I understand the impulse to do that, but you're talking about two completely different forms of like being a celebrity or an actor or a TV personality, right? Um, I definitely think that you have to have some amount of experience in something to do, to do it. I would argue that Cynthia Nixon has like experience being an actor since she was 13, you know, and like the experience of working in theater. It, on the ground is personally way more experienced than I think someone like Donald Trump has yeah. in terms of like managing people, working under people, not to mention like or the activism up. work that she's yeah. done and that her wife has been involved in like public schools for so long. Like, yeah. I, ju- I just don't think the argument works. Plus, not- her platform is like just, I can't, you can't deny what, the things that she's saying. And she's actually using her celebrity or name recognition to go, look at this.
0: You know? yeah if anything um, they're the exact they're like polar opposites as like most people who have worked a day in their lives are with Donald Trump like, <laughs> Right. Yeah. she not only is she like at the top like she's world world like deeply world famous yeah. actor but sure. like worked insanely hard to get to that position and has
1: but also I honestly think if she didn't wear makeup and she maybe wore like a hat or something mm-hmm. and she in her mind was like I'm an extra in the scene, and she went to like a salad bar or something.
0: Nobody would know. Who in she In
1: Indiana, no one would know who she is.
0: <laughs> People watching the city, dog.
1: <laughs> if Indianapolis, maybe. Yeah. Kokomo, absolutely not. <laughs> I'm just talking a salad bar. Nobody around her. She's just like getting, grabbing iceberg lettuce, putting ranch on there. Sits down, has a salad by right. herself at Panera or something yeah. like that. They don't have salad bars, so this is irrelevant. But you yeah. understand, just like a, if they wherever. Did.
0: And that would be. That's cool. what I mean. Whereas no, I have
1: Donald out. Trump could not go in any. Obviously, no, now not he's, at all. He's well, done because this,
0: but. and that that goes into that goes. I feel like that ties into like the fact that she had to work for her stuff. And that's that what he I mean. Is, yeah, that's what. You're, you're <laughs> yeah, saying, yeah,
1: totally. We agree. Anyway, yeah. into baseball. So you're. Uh, uh, I think the reason that I brought that up was just because. Uh, it is hard to be in Los Angeles and be on all the time. Cause like your job is ever present. Mm-hmm. Cause like you go to a restaurant and you run into somebody and you're like, hi. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like always working or whatever, which I think to some people feels really shallow, but it's really just like, you're just working all the time. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Um-
0: you're in some way in like this weird, like fucking like morbid, like not morbid, but like uh morphed kind of way where you're like not working all the time, but. You could be working at any moment. Yeah, that's
1: exactly working at any moment. Yeah. Yes, yeah,
0: it's more of like what it I is. could be I could be working way harder on comedy. Like I could like go to New York as often as I can, yeah. and to be just and do a bunch of free shows to be seen mm-hmm. because I have a better chance of like totally getting something. But that just doesn't
1: right. <laughs> but is that what's important? Yeah, at the moment. Not always because I got
0: married and we have yeah. a really you really, have really a cute apartment.
1: Life that you're building and yeah. like those things are also valuable. Yeah, to use the 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 word valuable in not a monetary sense because yeah. like it's always assigned to you know value, which leads us perfectly into baseball. Boom. Like what is value? Anyway, so you've moved from Los Angeles to Baltimore. Right, these are two baseball cities. Two years, yeah, we're very close to New Camden Yards. Gorgeous. Where we are right now, which is an undisclosed location, although you now know that it's near. But I'm not here anymore because you're okay. listening to this in the future. Um And I got here last night, pretty soon after Adam Jones hit, hit that walk off home run. So that was fun, right. To get to a place and where people are pretty, excited it's like in on baseball. The other
0: side of the harbor from here. Yeah, like, yeah.
1: But close. That feels cool. it's, it's way a, closer than yeah. it is to me in Los Angeles.
0: Well, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So but,
1: you've transplanted. Have you? Uh, sort of picked the Orioles up at all as a as a baseball. Fan? You can't not. Yeah, like, I you mean you're lucky not. because they're different leagues. Yeah, and
0: I mean, so, I've kind of I picked up not only have I picked up the Orioles. This is gonna maybe uh-oh. I don't know if I have like a fan and a half uh, listening right now, but I've kind of picked up the Yankees. I know you're
1: gonna say that because I married
0: into a Yankees. <laughs> oh family. yeah, I forgot. About they're that. like yeah, yeah, yeah. they're like real it's, about it. yeah for sure. And as a Laker fan, we've talked about this. As oh, yeah. a Laker fan, I have a kinship with. Uh, Yankees fans, in a way, because right. everybody hates Laker fans sure. and everybody hates Yankees fans. I but mean, the love, apparently, is
1: everybody hates Dodger fans. These days. And I Well,
0: I want to get into that because <laughs> I just don't <laughs> you, get it. I just don't. You want it. to get
1: into it? Let's get into yeah, it. Yeah, let's get into it. Because you're you're a Dodger fan,
0: right. Like Born
1: and raised, basically. Yeah. Yeah, you have a L.A. Tattoo. Dodger logo tattoo. Uh, I that think many I semi, people get that as a- <laughs> Why? <laughs>
0: Um, I was really drunk and I did it oh. to, for the television show, and I was like, I don't want to do. This. And then they Man. didn't end up using it, and I was oh, like, no. but that's I was, why
1: lesson learned. And yeah. I think also uh, a certain um, like photo shoot that's floating around the internet. Lesson learned to any young comics out there: make decisions of the things that your face or your body's doing because yeah. uh, photos and
0: shit and I was gonna disappear. get I was gonna get a L.A. Dodger. Tattoo, I, I for sure, one hundred percent. I was just like hovering around sure. it, and then I got so drunk and was so attention hungry. Yeah, because the ca- the there were cameras yeah, of and like I had no shot. Yeah, I of had course. no chance. And there's a tattoo artist giving free attention.
1: <laughs> right? Yeah, you're um, gonna do it. Oh, but, that was the thing I was gonna say, Eric. Too not to. We'll come back to the Dodgers yeah. thing. Uh, is that the being always on thing? Mm-hmm. I think specifically with my personality. And the things going on in my own life, I think actually really helped me to like get on a good path. Yeah. Because if I was potentially at work all the time, like you can't, I realized like, oh, I can't just like drink. Yeah. (laughs) Because it's not, I'm not predictable. Right. You know, and like I was noticing issues in my own life. And then like, I think that's why a lot of people do get sober in Los Angeles. Yeah. People are thinking about it a lot. It's in the conversation more so than other places in the country, but also you're, potentially like people you never know who's around you and if you're like just like falling all over the place it's people so are like mm, i don't know that yeah. i want to work with that person whether they think about it or not and it, so like I'm, yeah. I'm personally grateful that that place like helped me get sober so yeah. anyway
0: it does Dodgers. it does and it's so hard to get sober there and it's so like it's so there's so much of la that i just genuinely love so much like fuck if you can make it there you really can't I, make I, it anywhere. I mean- and it's, I and my family has because we yeah. like, immigrated there and I make and we somewhat kind of made it. Um, you're still there. <laughs> ta- yeah, we're still sort of a family, yeah, right? Um, but yeah, we're still there in Southern California. And I. Think so where did a,
1: your family come from?
0: Beirut, Lebanon.
1: Yeah. What what years did they come from?
0: So I we moved in the summer of '88. Oh wow! Which so is you're,
1: oh yeah, that's yeah, perfect timing, right? And then also your family was like fleeing some serious shit
0: some super serious shit yeah. um and then it came well this is getting too tangential but um but yeah so like that the Dodgers thing like the LA thing and supporting it's not just a regional thing like i just mm-hmm. it just became something that i was like attached to at a very young age and you just have no shot. After oh, yeah, like absolutely yeah.
1: I mean, and for eighty eight to be the one too, that was like yeah. such a exciting yeah. world series, you know? Yeah. Um, so who was your favorite player in eighty eight?
0: Um, so I was like not aware of the I wasn't really aware of the Dodgers in eighty eight. I didn't go to my first Dodger game until eighty nine. Mm-hmm. Um and the only player I was aware of was Fernando and yep. Mike Socha <laughs> and Kirk Gibson. Because the Gibson thing was like already right. like of super course. famous. Um the first Dodger game I ever went to was. Dodgers-Astros, and the Astros won 6-5. Wow. Uh, Fernando pitched in it, and pitched, pitched the game and lost. Um, and then I slowly the good kind The of, old
1: National League Astros. Yes.
0: Yeah, <laughs> the National League Astros. The old, like, oh, God, I don't even know. Like, Glenn Davis? Yeah. That guy, who was also- I only know that guy because he was kind of- He's from Southern California, and there was, like, a park. that he, <laughs> Of course. Yeah. Yeah. That he had paid for. Um- I forgot what I was going to say with uh oh, sorry. with the Dodgers. But
1: so your first game was 89 89. And then like I think you were talking about like, oh. your love building for them.
0: Yeah, and it was like a rebellious thing because it was like it was a part of assimilating more than mm-hmm. my love for the Lakers and the NBA was because that was the NBA was popular somewhat in Beirut. Like I remember seeing a highlight of Kareem. Again, like Kareem <laughs> right, yeah. like being famous in the Arab world is not, you know, um a fluke or anything but we knew about kareem and and baseball was this like ultra american mm-hmm. ronald reagan <laughs> right. fucking shit yeah and when um and when we moved here and sports is like such a cultural thing and we were like into sports um it was like uh you know there was a lot of people in my family who talk shit about baseball because it was like such an american like this stupid pastoral like you know boring game same right. shit that everyone says and so, the rebellious uh, doofus that I am, I was like, "I'm gonna watch baseball. I'm gonna
1: love this thing if you hate it." And
0: then Vince Scully, and <laughs> yeah, then Vince Scully happened, and then it yeah. was like, "Who is this soothsayer am never
1: leaving, yeah. Yeah. And exactly. then twenty years
0: happened, and then they're in the World Series, and they lose. And I knew they were gonna lose.
1: <laughs> well, let me ask you this: When yeah. did you know they were gonna lose?
0: Did you just game always six. have at like, the end oh, of okay. game six the way they won game six with Kenley? I think they blew their water game six emotionally, mm-hmm. and I think they had emotionally nothing left in game seven which is n- i am not begrudging them at all oh like, yeah that season last year was a f- like incredible absolutely like, i would it was like one of the greatest sports years of my life um you know at, up there with like the years the lakers actually fucking mm-hmm. won championships <laughs> right you yeah. know but like yeah it was i just love these guys so intimately and like you know having an nba or i mean, NBA League Pass and MLB the package the whatever it's called extra innings.
1: Oh yeah, the whatever. TV one.
0: Free plug. <laughs> yeah. It's just like yeah. it's just so amazing much baseball. Thing. Yeah. yeah.
1: It you can watch a lot of baseball. Yeah. All day long. Um I do love that about the West Coast is that while I'm working I can just have baseball on all day. All day. All day long yeah. just baseball on all day.
0: And I can like at the end of my day if I uh happen to work that day. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um I can go home and like have a free portal into LA yeah. and do, like hear the LA broadcast and like the LA commercials mm-hmm. and see LA and it's like some
1: AM, PM, yeah. little Tungus. Oh
0: God. Jack in the box. <laughs> see what Jack in the box is I up know, to. Right.
1: Yeah. Um, it's funny that you bring up like when, cause to me they lost that world series many times. Yeah. <laughs> there was, and I'm not, we're not in disagreement. Um, cause I also feel like the moment they lost the World Series was Rich Hill's perfect game in August. That is the earliest moment that I was like, "This is definitely not in the bag." When Bay. he
0: lost it, when he, he lost I, the perfect game. I mean, yeah.
1: I always say they because they. Rich Hill did not lose that perfect no. game. Like I just, wow. you know,
0: I forgot. I pe- mean,
1: people that are scorekeepers at whatever will say like Rich. I mean, he got the L for the game. Like he gave up the game-winning home run. But he, if if your definition of a perfect game is nine innings with you know no runs no hits no errors no no one on base he threw a perfect game
0: he did the dodgers
1: just did not support that perfect game yeah and in my mind the team lost it yeah. more so than rich did which is That's the way true. they lost the the oh, world God. series because when that happened i was just like this is very i w- i watched like the highlights and stuff i had seen the beginning of the game and i maybe recounted this on this podcast if i i think i did on my, on the world series version but I went and did a podcast, and I knew when I was watching the game, I had this feeling, this, you know, the bra- baseball premonition that you get when yep. you're like, I think I should watch this game. Yeah. <laughs> and I listened to it all the way there, which yeah. I, I, once the season starts, I listen to games as much as possible, but I really like immediately tuned it in. Yeah. And the reason I felt like I shouldn't leave was because I think it was in the first or second inning. Somebody on the Pirates, I can't remember, who had like this swinging bunt Mm -hmm. to the infield that That popped up, yeah, and Adrian Gonzalez like ran it out in like the second inning and slid and caught
0: it. I kind of vaguely remember that. Yeah, and then he like started
1: the around the horn. Yeah, and he the way he went to Rich Hill was like, oh, this dude knows what's happening already. Like, I mean, they always know what's happening, but like Adrian Gonzalez is a vet. Rich Hill's a vet, yeah. he sees what's going on with Rich Hill's pitch selection yeah. and what's working, and he's like, that's why he's like beating. Because usually you don't beat that, you let that, you know, you don't want to get hurt. Or and whatever.
0: Rich Hill just has that crazy about him. I he know, just he, has that know, he sparkle in his eye. two pitches yeah.
1: that entire uh, perfect game. Yeah. He threw nine innings, and he threw less than 100 pitches. It would have been a perfect game, Maddox. A Maddox perfect game. Which
0: also happened... With the Dodgers too, when there was like a game in Cincinnati that was like sort of similar, but there was like a rainout. I don't remember it ultra well, but when Maddox at the end of his career was with the Dodgers, mm-hmm. he had a, like a an extra inning tech. Something happened. It's not the same. But with Rich Hill, I mean, like that's such a metaphor for the season, right? Absolutely, like, yeah. They won the World Series, in right. my opinion. Like they yeah, won, but right. they didn't. But they did it. Yeah, yeah. And and Curtis Granderson almost catching the home run ball at yeah. the end of the game. Harrison, right? right? Harrison went out. Yes, yeah. Um,
1: And then the call, so them being like, he caught it! And then
0: they like, I thought he didn't it change
1: it for like five minutes. I know. The broadcast. Was like, that's a like cruel punishment.
0: <laughs> I thought he caught it Somebody too.
1: Somebody was like, that's the worst call I've ever heard in
0: my life. <laughs> And he was, and when you watch the replay, he's not that. He's close. He's not that close.
1: He just like really sells it.
0: But for, it looked, Curtis really knows how to sell. Oh god, sell everything. Yeah, he does.
1: When he, he just was makes like, everything look so good. Uh really going at it in that in the NLCS about that foul tip, I was like, just walk away. Yeah. <laughs> You're asking for too much. Yeah. Anyway, um. So yeah, I. How do you think they're going to do this year?
0: I think it's going to be. I mean, people are going to be coming for them so hard mm-hmm. from every direction. Oh yeah, the NL West is going to be really nasty this year Absolutely. everyone's super like everyone's I mean, I, pretty good
1: i mean, I think that and they've got that uh well arizona's got that humidor now which is really interesting excuse me they they installed a humidor so that it, they can't hit because it like dampens the home run ball the fly ball
0: okay because it's
1: so hot in there you know the temperature's always like perfectly 65 yeah in chase field and it's dry have you and so been the in there just, no I haven't been in there I've been in there once I've, I've been to a, like I went to almost every stadium in the postseason last year except for maybe one um, have you Colorado been to Houston? and I didn't get to go in because like every t- everywhere we were they, they were somewhere else when yeah. we went there <laughs> oh I hate it. that happens to me too like every single time yeah. And so, I mean it was cool getting to see the outside of the stadiums. Yeah, but, um, i want gonna be in Denver at the end of game. August
0: and I looked up if the Rockies are gonna be there. or not. Of
1: course not. Of course not. I know. I uh, I was gonna be in Denver in August and then I, w- I was like, is there a game? And then guess who's there the weekend before that? The Dodgers.
0: Yep. Looked uh, that up too.
1: Yeah. So I don't know, I'm curious how they do this season, especially given so this is we're recording this the day after opening day. Right. And I didn't really get to see much of the game, but not a lot of production. I was no. getting at-bat updates for most for a lot of games. Not a lot of runners on base.
0: Which just seems to be the Dodgers thing. Well, in the past, it's been like lots of runners on base, and then not that like one clutch hit. And then in the last couple of years, there's been like not a lot of... It reared up. It didn't rear up its head a lot during the postseason last year, but when mm-hmm. they lost, that's what it was.
1: Oh, absolutely. The I mean, game, they had yeah. many chances. Yeah. In, in those games that they lost. Ah,
0: that fucking, The game, game five of the World Series. Yeah. They had so many, that, the wild and crazy like 14-13 game or whatever it was. <laughs> right, yeah. They had so many shots in that game. Um, also
1: that, I forget which game it was in Los Angeles. Maybe, was that game two? Where the ball goes off the ump and Enrique Hernandez can't advance. He's World on Series? second. Yeah, in the World Series.
0: I don't remember that The
1: ball one. goes off the ump, and Kike's at second, and Sounds can't advance right. because it stays in the infield off of the ump. I think... <laughs> so many, like, freakish
0: it things just, happen. And then also, like, the Astros just won. Like, Astros totally. just yeah, yeah, won yeah. that shit.
1: They also, like, finding out the Darvish so tipping pitches thing, it's almost like... I don't know how to feel about it necessarily because I mean if you're doing if you're doing something like that and somebody picks it up like that's your fault yeah you know what I mean it, but at the same time it's kind of like damn man I thought these guys were just good but it's like if you know what's coming of course you could <sighs> tee off and just crank a bunch of home runs
0: there was some many- because it's almost like they didn't yeah. need it
1: you know no. <laughs> like didn't need that it so. was too,
0: that that again is yeah. like such a thing with them it was overkill and right. that's what game six was I was like take it easy you yeah. haven't won yet right There's one more yeah. And then I was like, fucking go nuts, guys. Yeah. Whatever. But then that
1: game seven, yeah. I mean, those strikeouts that Lance McCullers was getting on, like, Cody Bellinger was just like, what? what is happening? Yeah. What are you actually up there doing?
0: Because he's um, a kid. I mean. Yeah, he's a kid. And then he vented, like, you know, Cody or Cody not showing his cody until, like, the end of the World Series. Like, what are you going to say? Like, you're <laughs> superhuman all year. Like, You're terrible and 21-year-old. Yeah. <laughs>
1: How did you not? How are you like not able so to hold sweet. on to it? I know. Um, so, and, so yeah. what are your predictions for this season, just all around in baseball?
0: Uh, I think everyone. I think the Cubs are going to come in. I think the Nationals and the Cubs are going to be like the sta- they're going to keep their status quo. Mm-hmm. So you um, think it'll end
1: up like Cubs Nationals in the NLCS?
0: It seems like it. It seems like it. Um, and I think the Dodgers. And who do you think wins that? I think the Nationals do interesting but that's what we yeah, say every year Of course, year. yeah and like that's but it seems like this year with like i if mean they it's say really their then, like last chance yeah it is for sure
1: mm-hmm.
0: and i don't think it's the dodgers last chance it's it might be clayton's last chance which <laughs> yeah, for which me is, is like huge
1: i know a lot of people like hate that guy and i think it's like a yankee <gasps> style hate. i don't know i just i don't know i feel bad for yeah. the guy that like pull quote from last year that was like, maybe I'll just suck less or something. And I was like, oh my God, dude, you're you're really good. Um, you're really good. It's just
0: not happening. His quote from spring training destroyed me. I can't like, I'm going to paraphrase. He's like, um, I don't, he's like, did you move on at all? And he's like, I don't move on. I just absorb.
1: <laughs> oh no. He said that and
0: I was like, kiddo. Oh, you gotta. Baby, you gotta. You sp- gotta let some of that stuff
1: like. Oh, that's because exactly you see a, it. In oh, him. yeah. You see it
0: on his you face. Do. And, like, in his, I'm like, you're such a good kid. And, like, whatever, like, fucking white boy from Texas. Yeah. But I, God bless you, dude.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he, like, probably doesn't want me to be married and all those things. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I do hope for the best for all people. And I want them to live decent lives, mm-hmm. even if they don't want me to. So, like, I wish that guy could just take it a little easier on himself in that way. Not not yeah. as like an athlete because like I'm very hard on myself and I'm very like determined and focused. But I know how much it – and I am by no means a major league baseball player. But I just yeah. mean like allowing that stuff in is allowing that stuff in. And yeah. so it's if it's present in your life, then it's there, you know? It's it, like
0: yeah. you're,
1: you're who are you battling? The guy in the box or all the guys that have ever been in the box? Right. And, and that – to me, is just like not an efficient way of thinking in a game.
0: No, because it's just going to eat it up. It's going to eat away at you, and it's just like it's just like it comes down to dealing with anger issues, like and like taking a breath and calming down. Like I see myself like losing focus on what I'm trying to sure. happen a lot during the election. Yeah, like it, like with stupid arguments and stuff, and I, I could know. just see him arguing. Oh in
1: his yeah, head. yeah. He's on, on Twitter in his yeah. brain. Yes. Did you ever read that piece that came out a couple seasons ago? Maybe 2014 or 15. Uh 14. I'm trying to remember. When did Granky leave? 15, I think. 15. So yeah. it would have been 13 or 14. Right. With AJ Ellis that he it was like an opinion piece that he yeah. wrote. It was called like catching aces or something. Yeah. The differences between catching Kershaw and catching Granky. It's a really great piece. You should Google it and read it. Um, because like the just the differences of like Kershaw does not talk. Like, they don't talk at all throughout the game. Like, they just are.
0: And Granky just doesn't like stop.
1: Yeah. And Granky and AJ Ellis would talk like everything out. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I love those like little dynamics and how that plays out.
0: Um, Clayton and AJ had such a great relationship, and AJ really kept him loose, which I thought was insanely important. I I kind of hoped that AJ Ellis was somebody they're going to bring back. In the, during the stretch run last year When they needed a mm-hmm. the third catcher mm-hmm. I was like And I know Kyle Farmer's great And sure. he stepped up And was, came out of nowhere He's got a man, good bat
1: ball. But like What but you're talking AJ, about I mean yeah. I thought AJ just for Clayton Absolutely Look at the difference Between uh, the yeah. Chicago Cubs With David Ross And yeah. the Chicago Cubs Without David Ross yeah. It's like palpable You can see it
0: And the real, there was a couple of times during the year when I was like, I had that like Tom Hanks moment when I was like, we're going to win. We're going to (laughs) win. I know. When fucking, uh, uh, Chris Taylor
1: hit the first pitch home run. Well, just Chris Taylor. I was (laughs) like,
0: excuse me. Um, but, and then when you's first game in as a Dodger, when he was, when he had like 10 strikeouts at Shea or Mm -hmm. New Shea or whatever. And I was like, when then he fizzled out, but. I was like, we're going to win. And, but it was mostly just Clayton having fun. Totally. It was like in the dugout, I was like, oh, we're going to win. He's <laughs> loose. He's focused. He's extra focused because he's loose. But then you're fucking demons are demons for a reason because they don't go away. <laughs> they
1: definitely don't go away. Yeah. And neither do those back problems, which is why I got like spooked in the yeah like... Very early rounds of my draft and didn't draft like any aces whatsoever because yeah. I was like they're all gonna get hurt and then I drafted yeah. like Joey Votto and then
0: Brian Dozier.
1: <laughs> I don't know what. Did I Votto was gets doing. traded. Uh, I have no idea. I don't no, know what I Cincinnati mean does. No, I don't think so.
0: Joey Votto and who?
1: Brian Dozier. I like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Second baseman for the Minnesota Twins. Okay. I don't know what I was thinking. I don't know what happened. I could have drafted Giancarlo and I should have because he was very good to me last year. It was a huge mistake. I don't know what I was doing, like and creating a problem the, yeah. for myself. Yeah. Do you ever do that oh where you're like, God. I want an uphill battle. Yeah. Oh and I, I've acknowledged it. I've spent many sleepless nights understanding that I failed myself completely. <laughs>
0: That is that is the story of my life. Yeah,
1: it's the whole thing. Told I created daily. a baseball podcast. I'm talking about fantasy drafts. And then I just go like, I don't know what I'm doing. I want this to be hard. And then it all fails.
0: It all just falls apart. Yes. Oh, I'm like, oh, no. It fell apart. Oh,
1: I can't believe it fell apart. I put nothing into this except for everything.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So this summer, mm-hmm. um, do you have plans on going to some games?
0: I do. I really want... To I kind of wanted to work at Camden Yards this summer, Mm -hmm. but with this guy, I'm like trying to like trying to write this one thing, focusing in on that is been way hard. Like I can't, I really just need to focus on that Mm -hmm. and like get it written down. And I so I can't get the job there, but I do want to go a lot as much as I can because it is. It just delivers so much on the, like, hype. Because everyone is just, like, when you talk about baseball, everyone's just like, oh, yeah, Camden Yards, (laughs) And then you go, and it's just so beautiful and so homey. And...
1: I do love that it's downtown.
0: It's downtown. It looks I love a good
1: downtown ballpark.
0: Yeah. And I love love how much people love the Orioles. I loved... I lived in Boston uh, for, like, a year and a half right before... I was there for Aaron Boone. Mm. Um, So, like, right before they won... And I love that. Like, if you just talk to anyone on the street, chances are they're gonna know who bats like six for the Orioles. <laughs> right, yeah. And I'm like, that's yeah. that's what I'm fucking talking
1: yeah, about. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, forgive me for my uh, lack of knowledge around this. Baltimore is a small market team, right?
0: I mean, I guess so. It's weird. It's a weird one, right? Because the DMV is a big market. Uh, like the, D- the D.C., uh, Maryland, Virginia.
1: But in the same way, the team operates like a small market baseball team. They it seems they, like it, they, yeah. You know, they yeah, have sure. a lot of platooning in, mm-hmm. like, the outfield and stuff. I wouldn't say they platoon as often as, say, the, the Cleveland baseball team does. No. Which is, like, con- con- continual and uh, really frustrating. But um, that's just what they do. That's yeah. what they've always done, and they'll always do Why do, do they that give forever. it to Santino? I think – Personally, yeah. then he wanted to leave. Yeah. Um, I have like a lot of thoughts on the potential for that. I think he I mean, I don't know what it's like to get that close and not be able to do it and then essentially get that close again this year. Just had to have that on. streak and then not be able to do it. But I also think there's a potentially some and these are this is completely unverified speculation. I have no this is just from the outside as a human being. If, if say, I worked for a company that had, you know, 20 people in it, and the accountants, everyone, you know, revered the accountants, mm-hmm. and they were all a bunch of, like, straight white guys <laughs> who all talked about, like, how much they didn't like queer people. Yeah. They happen to be white guys that don't like queer people. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not insinuating that white guys all hate queer people. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is I would have a hard time working there. For sure. And so... a lot of the rotation or one person in the rotation is very vocally Uh, like supportive of yeah the president and i could imagine that after a while that might be difficult if you like maybe and they also uh it's like kind of known that they're hard to get along with i've heard the cleveland announcers talk about it a lot Mm -hmm. it's been an issue it was an issue throughout the season like and just you know we permeating the team of like People say he's hard to get along with, and it's like, he's difficult, and he's not fun in the clubhouse. And Rick Manning was, like, very definitively defending him, saying, like, I don't care who, what he's like. If he gets the job done, he gets the job done. And, you know, there's, like, kind of a lot of that. So, I mean, it could potentially just be that. Like, just not what. And some, why would it be? Like, And it, he's been there so long. Yeah. I mean, I everybody loved him there. I loved him there. He's a great player. But, like, yeah, I think he needed to move on. Yeah. Curious that the Phillies would pick him up, given that they have Reese Hoskins is a weird choice. But...
0: What's up with the Reese Hoskins? He's the like their
1: game. big, you know, he's, he's their, their big stud. dude that yeah. hit like you know seventeen home runs in nineteen games or something like that last year.
0: So you think he's done behind the plate? Is that what you're saying, Santana? Yeah.
1: Oh, he's definitely done behind. Oh, uh, uh,
0: he's been done behind the plate. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah yeah. No,
1: he's a he's first base. Okay. Cleveland tried to put him in the outfield. That doesn't work.
0: Has so he so not been a catcher for a long time? He's not
1: been a catcher for a minute. Yeah. He okay. was DHing and first basing.
0: Okay, I'ma do this. But
1: no, it's a, why would you? Cleveland has a penchant for first baseman though.
0: That's true. (laughs) Because they have uh, Encarnacion
1: right now, and then they also have Yonder Alonso right now. I love him. And then they also brought Napoli back, which was nice for Mike Napoli. I don't think he made the roster, but weird. Yeah. They really love some depth at first base. Yeah. And, and then like, just,
0: classically power-hitting first. Like, <laughs> right,
1: absolutely. just Big keeping swing. the 90s alive. Yeah. I love, God they, bless I mean, Cleveland. If Cleveland loves anything, it's the freaking 90s. So uh, That's
0: so true. And then also congratulations on the logo. On, oh, thank you. Yeah. That's I'm glad huge.
1: That, I'm glad that it's going away. That's huge. Um, and it's not, like, going away from the planet Earth, but I think that it's good that it won't be on the uniforms. I think they wear that logo the whole season. This year? Yeah, oh, yeah. I think they wear it. Yeah. Every time it's a choice, they will wear it. Because there's, of course, games like turn-back-the-clock games and like right. a, a Negro Leagues game that they do, so they won't be wearing it for that. Right. But I honestly think every other— I will be surprised if I see the block seat honestly, more than four times.
0: It didn't feel coincidental how often they wore the uh, offensive logo during the postseason last year. I felt no. like that was an on-purpose move, and I was like, okay. I
1: also can see from the team's perspective to play uh, team advocate— because the pitcher chooses, right, and they're highly superstitious guys. Oh, uh, I didn't the know the pitcher, pitcher chooses, chooses. In, in Cleveland's world at okay. least, because um, they have so many alternate jerseys and right. stuff. The pitcher does choose the jersey, okay. And so, if the last time they wore the jersey, they right. won, and it was that hat with the thing, then that's probably what they're going to choose. And then they were winning; they only lost one game in the postseason in 2016. Yeah, they lost one game to Toronto, and that was because the night before was like a 19 inning game. So like oh, of course yeah. they lost the next one. You know they only dropped one.
0: That game was so good. It was very good. That series was so good. And then
1: Santana dropped to his knees and did yeah, the, yeah.
0: Um, also, Dr- Dodgers traded Carl Santana to the Indians for Casey Blake, who I love. Perfect. Who I love. That was just a great trade. Some tragedy.
1: solid trades.
0: Yeah. Can, can I? I love this camp
1: just came up in my brain. What do you think about this like uh, trend towards converting infielders to outfielders? Clearly, it worked with Chris Taylor, but I feel like it's this new methodology in baseball to keep costs down yeah because d gordon last night in the game dropped like essentially a routine ball
0: i see he doesn't have i don't know like he's super fast you can't but fault he... a
1: second you, no you're playing second base and then you're going no. to center field
0: <laughs> yeah is he still with the marlins
1: no he got traded to who the hell did it? who was i even watching last night wow everyone's yelling at me from their from their desks right now. It's just in <laughs> my phone is plugged in. Uh, he got traded and he plays center field for.
0: Uh, See, I think it's like. I want, like, personally want Chris Taylor to be second baseman again because I think the Dodgers are going to have their biggest deficit this oh, year yeah, is second baseman. Right I was looking for my,
1: phones, my phone. I honestly. I mean, with Turner's injury, I really thought he had a chance to be in the infield. Yeah. Because
0: mm-hmm. you
1: don't. I mean, you don't play Chase Utley every day. No. You just kind of can't. Um, I
0: thought he played way too often. In oh, the
1: I mean, well, Dave was pinch hitting like, what, 2,000 times? And yep. Houston literally pinch hit one time. And, I Cameron, and Cameron Maven won the game on a pinch hit, and that was it. Or a pinch run, maybe. I don't know. It was a pinch run. Um,
0: no, it was a hit. He got a double, I thought. He doubled, didn't he? Probably. Seattle.
1: Um, I was watching Seattle. Seattle, of course, but I kept wanting to not say that because I was like, that feels wrong. I think wrong. Seattle's going
0: to make a big push for Bryce Harper.
1: Really? Yeah. Do you think he goes there, though?
0: Um, I think so.
1: I mean, when is Hayward's contract up? I feel like the Cubs
0: do it for Chris. The Cubs? Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, Hayward's production is just not... He has almost no production. No, they're going to have to, like, return. Tremendous defensively. I'm not debating that, but, like, in terms of what they need or want or, you know, want to do or Also, for
0: him, he could just serve a better team Mm -hmm. for, like, what he can do for his, like, his outfield and stuff. Like, he should be Yankee, if anything. (laughs) And they just have five guys playing right field in Yankee
1: Stadium. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Right field's really great.
1: Sure, yeah. I don't, I mean, hey, you never know. Um, So... We'll end on some predictions. Okay. Because this has been a wonderful conversation. I Unless there's it. any baseball stuff that's, like, on your mind that you want to bring up. Oh, I'll ask you this first, though. Who's your favorite Oriole? Can be past or present.
0: Um, Past, I'd have to say David Segui. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I just love the way, every, a lot of things about him, mm-hmm. most things about him. All things about him. Um, My favorite current Oriole, I just fucking love Adam Jones so much.
1: He's got a lot going on.
0: Um, Beckham is really great. Yep. (laughs) He came out of nowhere last year. Manny, people love Manny so much, and I love Manny's. Manny's swag is... It's solid. I just, as a guy who really appreciates swag, it's so good. And he is, we... Uh, so my partner's parents have Sunday season tickets mm-hmm. that they share. Nice. Um, and then that they share with us sometimes. Um, and they're on the third baseline and they're like six rows deep. And he is the coolest motherfucker <laughs> ever. He just wears these Jordan cleats. I know. And he's like, the way he walks. I know. He just doesn't fuck up.
1: <laughs> no. No. I mean, that game, I actually watched opening day game this morning because I couldn't watch any games. I was on a Southwest flight. And live TV, all sports are yeah. blacked out for yeah. the most part. Like MLB oh, uh, is blacked out on. Yeah.
0: Because but NFL they're like how
1: dare do- Yeah, of course. I can watch football all all I want and I don't want to at all. It makes me um, scream. It's so infuriating. Um but I was getting like at bat updates and seeing um, you know, like videos were working on my phone, which was great because I got to see highlights and stuff, but it was a staggering Difference to come back to the hotel and then watch Seattle and Cleveland last night yeah. to to then go because like I'm used to the pace of a game but yeah. even that like retrained my brain to go like and it wasn't the most exciting game I missed the home run so like I, I was just going like you know they both pitchers really settled in after that which I love a good pitcher's duel but I was just kind of going like holy shit yep, yeah baseball. But, baseball's, um, back. <laughs> baseball's back. And we're I'm watching baseball. sitting here watching baseball. Yep. <laughs> um, which I again love, but yeah. it was I was telling myself like, oh, maybe this this is definitely these like highlights and stuff definitely aren't helping people get into sitting and watching the whole game. Right. Um, but to get back to the Orioles thing today, I can't even. Oh, they've switched out Beckham and Machado. Yeah, Machado's playing shortstop For now
0: because Manny, Manny wanted to.
1: Right. Of course. And then uh, Beckham misses a play that. Yeah. Which Otto absolutely would have made. Yeah. You know. Um and I forgot about like,
0: that. And I forgot I wanted to talk about that because I think that's like a cool move on the Orioles part because they're like, listen, everyone's gonna throw. We know up. you're
1: leaving. <laughs> <laughs> we, we know
0: you're gonna we know you're gonna be Yankee. We love you. Yeah. Here. Yep. You know? And I think that's a really cool move. Get your reps in. And if if they have a fucking year, if they have a year, if he has a year, he could resign. It would be he's they he's so loved here. <laughs> yeah. Rightfully so.
1: I mean, I feel like they could do it. If, number one, they got some lockdown, like, anybody in a rotation, and then also somebody other than Buck Show Walter was making pitching decisions, mm. they could do something with their team. Mm. I think he makes very bad pitching decisions on a regular basis.
0: But the front office, I thought, made some really good pitching moves. They, mm-hmm. I thought they, like, I think Kashner's a sneaky good pickup. Mm-hmm. Totally. Just, yep. Maybe just because he killed the Dodgers so much when yeah. he was a Padre. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but he's gonna eat a lot of innings. He's got that fucking. I mean, Bundy's
1: great here. if he stays healthy. Yeah,
0: he's a no- he's I mean, he's their number one guy. He's absolutely. great.
1: Yeah,
0: um, and then Cobb, I think. So, but I mean, yeah, Buck is gonna probably Fuck. Okay.
1: <laughs> I mean, that, not my favorite. That role. not putting uh, Zach Britton in. I don't know that you ever. We'll see if he ever makes it up. Yeah. So who do you think's in the World Series this year?
0: I think the World Series. I think. What I mean, what you want a fan? <laughs> Do you want a fan call or what? Like, I want an Eric call. I want an that Eric means call to too. I think the Cubs are gonna win
1: the whole thing. Yeah, over.
0: Um, I mean, it's gonna be the Yankees, right? I don't. I think, don't know.
1: I mean, Houston is just
0: Houston's really good. Houston
1: just has a lot.
0: Houston's really good, but Stanton hit two home runs <laughs> like opening day. Or like, what the fuck? I
1: know. I mean, if Stanton doesn't get, you know, if nothing happens, if nothing
0: happens, if he and he is injury prone.
1: Because um, also like Aaron Judge is, I don't think gonna have the same season again.
0: You don't think so? No, they haven't been second, which is interesting. He was batting second is. last year for a, for like a for a second in the postseason yeah. anyway.
1: Well, I mean, I always thought it was smart to never move him around in the rotation. I thought that was like a very good move by Joe yeah. Girardi because everybody was wondering like why he wasn't moving I around. Because he's too, much. too scary. Yeah. Like even he struck out for a month. He's still huge. <laughs> he has a gigantic strike zone. So, at the very least, make a pitcher, like, spike adrenaline and pitch to that guy. Like, at least make them strike him out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's why they left him where he was instead yeah. of, like, moving him that's, down to work stuff out or and something. And they can't do that anymore. They can't me. do it. No, yeah. they can't.
0: Um, and I think that Boone Aaron Boone's going to – he's, like, a fun guy. And I think he's going to do a little bit what Dave Roberts does for the Dodgers. Like, mm-hmm. just keep everyone, like – keep a perspective. I think that's what Roberts – I think that's how Roberts, like, connects with people is, mm-hmm. like – he just has this great perspective and sees the game in the context of the world. Totally, I think, um, you know, because of his, you know, because of the, the career he's had and the person that he is, mm-hmm. and I think Boone. Hopefully, if he can kind of come from that school, and I think AJ Hitch is that dude too. Oh I yeah, think that's why the fucking Astros are so great. Well,
1: I mean, I wonder also if if the Astros beat the Yankees to make it to the World Series. If I don't, I would question. The Astros winning the World Series only because AJ Hinch didn't have to work very hard no. <laughs> in the last World Series. And I he think like, this year he, he does. made some decisions going into games yeah. that were like, like Ken Giles, you're not closing, right. like making big calls and sticking with them. Totally did work, but in game he barely had to do anything. And mm-hmm. I feel like uh, if he plays, you know, the Cubs, the Nationals, literally any other team, he has to do a lot more work. That's a great point, point. and but I don't. He think just he was- hasn't done yeah. that. Then would be like a bit of a it would be new not that he's not capable of doing it i would be curious to see the outcome of that then
0: i think he kind of had two career pitching years too on mm-hmm. his staff last year and had verlander come in oh yeah like fucking right guns at the blazing, yeah and everyone just kind of rallied around him and yeah i don't think that's gonna happen again no um but i do i
1: i mean i look at the way george springer leads off games and it's like this is just their mean, machine and i think
0: korea is gonna fucking explode this year
1: yeah I think so, too. I hope so. I drafted yeah. him early. Yeah, good. That's a good call. <laughs> I went with him that's instead really of Frankie, call. but we'll see. Ooh. I mean, hey, smart call. I don't think I could have gotten. I think Frankie went before I could have gotten smart him call. anyways. So. I
0: think that's a good
1: call. Everything else was a bad call that I did <laughs> I also couldn't get into That's Davidson why I can't do fantasy. There's this, yeah, I might not be able to do it again because this no, might
0: ruin my life. <laughs> I have nowhere enough confidence in myself to do fantasy uh, sports.
1: I mean, the thing is, though, like on the plane, I was like, all right, getting into it. Like yeah. I've got a cigar in my mouth, like <laughs> looking for all the, like, who's the talent that I can fill in here? Okay, got it, got it, got it. I got one. And then the other one, I was like, all right, bang. But I wasn't fast enough on the waiver order. And this yeah. other dude got it that I'm like, come on, you don't even need him.
0: Oh, people are insane. you
1: know, Whatever. Anyway, I, I love fun. this life. I, yeah. make, I rake myself over the wear, waiver wire.
0: Yeah. It's it's not great, but... Live and die. That's what
1: I like to do to myself.
0: <laughs> Live and die in the MLB every Absolutely. day.
1: Absolutely. Well, Eric, this is wonderful. Is there is anything great. you're working on that you want to plug or anything like that?
0: Grimzilla's podcast on the Forever Dog Network, like you mentioned. Um, I'm going to be at the High Plains Comedy Festival in Denver. Oh, rad. At the end of August.
1: Baseball fans.
0: Baseball fans. Go, Go to, to that. that. I'm gonna bring. I'm gonna sign baseballs for everyone. But You do. should start doing that. You should start doing that. Yeah, I'm gonna be make ready. sure
1: you don't get the like Rawlings synthetic. No, 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 those are. I mean, you know the difference. I want the rawhide. People are always bringing those to practice. And, Too shiny, and glossy. Get, well, get that dis- glossy. They're shit disgusting. Out of here. Yeah, I'm like very much a vegetarian, and I don't like using oh, leather. Yeah. But like, you literally can't play baseball with a leather no. ball without a leather ball. Anyway, Eric. This was wonderful Thanks so much for coming to me to do this podcast I'm so glad it worked out
0: Thank you for coming to Baltimore
1: Absolutely. Oh man, Eric is the best I can't believe he came to talk to me in a rainstorm It was very nice of him Uh, He is very deeply missed in Los Angeles But I'm glad that he's building a life for himself out here in Baltimore It is a cool city, I like it There's ships and stuff there's water, lots of lots of different kinds of people here, which is cool. Um, but yes, thank you to Eric, and uh, thank you all for listening. This is Three Swings. If you're not following us on Twitter already, it's at Three Swings Pod, which is also our Instagram ha- handle, and you can follow me at Rhea Butcher, R H E A B U T C H E R, on Twitter and also Instagram. And for the time being, I'm on Facebook. we <laughs> will see how long that lasts, um, and make sure that you rate review subscribe on itunes or spotify or stitcher or whatever you use to listen to this very podcast and um to borrow from the podcast that i keep mentioning cocaine and rhinestones if you like this podcast tell somebody about it that's all i ask like just pay it forward and let's get some people listening because um, i'd like to keep doing it and it looks like we can keep doing it but i want uh, i want more people to listen and i want to reach more people so thanks again everybody for listening uh Next week I'll be somewhere else and I'll be talking about other things and probably how badly my fantasy team is going (laughs) I'll get into that more the next time. Thank you so much. This has been Three Swings with Rhea Butcher and if you liked it, you liked it.
0: Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey.